0: Welcome to the B-Side Outdoor Podcast. I'm your host, Frank. And remember to tag us on all of your social media posts so that you can be featured on the B-Side Instagram and Facebook. And just in case you don't know, in the show links below, there'll be a link for our link tree where you can find everything we do. So this week, you're probably like, oh, (laughs) ha ha. I recognize the audio sounds different. And that's a reason, because I'm in my truck recording again. I was trying to get a guest. Um, He wound up going out of town, and then he wouldn't return my text message today, so... That's why we don't have a guest. In my defense, or in his defense, I should say, I did text him like 20 minutes ago, (laughs) so... He might get back to me during it, and then I'll patch him in. So, just a little bit of what's been going on. You know, last week we took the week off. It was Thanksgiving. Uh, Week before that, we talked about trapping. I was able to set some traps out, able to run some traps. Um, If you follow us on the Instagram, you know what's going on. And speaking of the Instagram, if you want to be featured on the Instagram, let us know. Tag us in a post. Um, you can either just put at B-Side Outdoors, or, you know what, we're gonna start using our hashtag that I started, it's hashtag Cajun Grocery Store. That's right, hashtag Cajun Grocery Store. Y'all start using that hashtag, let's see if we can blow it up, um, but yeah, so, like I was saying, if you've been following us on Instagram, you've seen that we've been doing a ton in the last, what, month? I mean, the last two weeks. Uh, every day I've been posting stuff with trapping. Um, we've been doing a lot of trapping. A lot of trapping. Uh, I took two days, three days off. I'm sorry. I'm about to go set traps again tomorrow and have a five-day run of traps again. So, there's that. Um, I went fishing just recently. And let me, I'm going to talk about this fishing trip. But y'all are gonna have to go. When Vinny's video's out, I will put the link on the Facebook. I'll probably even put the link in the story of the Instagram. Because me and Vinny had a phenomenal trip. Well, I had a phenomenal trip. I don't know what Vinny was doing. Um, I know what he was doing, but I, we'll get into that story later. I'm hoping he actually... It's like, yeah, man, I can uh, record with you in a few minutes and then I'll patch him in and we'll throw him in on this conversation too. So, but what I was saying is that I went out trapping, let's start with trapping, Um, set my traps the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, and the way I work my traps is, if I'm working nights, I leave my traps out because I can check them in the morning. I pull my traps when I start working days again. Unless I'm working straight days. And then I check my traps in the afternoon. But that's neither here nor there. Um. As I was saying, so I go out, I put my traps all out, uh... The Tuesday before Thanksgiving did a little bit of scouting not much um, me and my buddy Matt, who when he comes back in town, I'm gonna record a podcast with Matt um, he is a property owner I know he listens to the channel um he does not he is not active at all on social media uh, I think if it want to be for instant- uh, Facebook messenger he probably wouldn't even have a Facebook. But I'm going to have him on the podcast because Matt is the one person that he doesn't hunt much. He doesn't do much of anything. But when it comes to like being very open-minded about things, he is very open-minded. Um, he understands when you explain things without being argumentative at all. Um, he's one of the property owners that I trap on his property. Uh, but anyway, so as I was saying, me and Matt went walk his property that day. Um, I had set a. I'm trying to think. All right. That day I had set a coyote trap on the road. Um, and you know how they tell you to set on sign? So I do as best as I can. So they have sign up and down the gravel road that we're on. And, which the sign I'm referring to is scat, because that's the only thing you can see on this gravel road. Um, but the problem is, it's a gravel road. Um, and I believe it's old slag, which at one point in the world of things, um, the steel mills that they scrape the slag off at the top, it's like, it turns into like a, it almost looks like gravel, except it's weirdly formed. Um, well, they would sell it and people would use it to pave roads. I believe that's what this road is. Either that or it's just like a excellent gravel road that is old, but it's still like hard in the middle. So there's no way to physically set a trap, um, on that road. I've actually had a few people make the joking comment that, well, Milwaukee makes a jackhammer. And I was like, yeah, but I don't want to bust open the center of a road to set a trap. Because then the coyote's going to know something's up. But anyway, so what I did was I went on the embankment of it and set my trap there. Um, and then went further down a little bit, set a coon trap. And then went all the way down the road and set a cable restraint on an area that I thought think was an otter crossing. Well, let's go back. Not 100% sure what it is. But judging by the trail comes out of the out of one piece of property and then goes into a canal or what looks like it it's kind of cut to where like the trail breaks and then it comes back about where it was before, but not 100% sure if that's the same trail or if it's something else or if it's a deer trail and they're just getting out there anyway but on the other side of the canal there is a not so much defined trail when it gets underneath some bushes and all it just kind of opens up and i wasn't really sure where they were going so it opens up there's some otter sign there so i was like okay i know the focal point is on the opposite side of the clear the clearing I know they're getting there, so I set a cable restraint there. And then me and Matt went walk back over the next set of train tracks. And so we cross over the train tracks, start looking in the swamp behind it. It's kind of swampy. It's They got some ridges and all. And I know there's a Ternoss on one side of it, or a slough, whatever you want to call it, that runs the whole length of the property. And I'm like, well... Let's just walk down it, because if I'm looking for otter, otter are going to be in water. <laughs> so as we go go down it, about 75, 80 yards into the, eh, probably 100 yards or so, there's a, another slough, And I'm like, dang. Well, there is a defined otter trail. And I was like, oh, well, that's an otter trail. That's cool. Um... I borrowed some body grips, so I will start setting body grips there, and I will let y'all know how that goes, not 100%. Um, I'm still getting stuff set up for the body grips, but, so we walked a little bit further back into the swamp, and then we walked all the way down to where his father-in-law has a deer stand on the property, and it's... From Ida, there's trees down everywhere, and it was just so such hard walking. Um, Now, we turned around, came back through the property. On the way back up, I found the most succulent thing that you can find in the swamp. That's right. I found oyster mushrooms. Um, And if y'all saw a post right around Thanksgiving, I think it was before Thanksgiving... You take an oyster mushroom, quarter it up—not even quarter. You just cut it in half. Sometimes depends on the size of the mushroom. Batter it up like you're frying fish, and fry it just like fish, and they are excellent. So, like I'm saying, we're not going—we're um, not gonna go starving in the swamp. So then. Flash. Let's just flash forward to the next day because the rest of the day is me getting stuck by a train and being pissed off at the world. (laughs) So, or not pissed off at the world, I should say. Um, Just aggravated with Union Pacific. So anybody that works for Union Pacific, tell them. If there's a train crossing, if you work on a train, please break a train there. Because I had, you know... $8,000, $10,000 8 10,000 dollars worth of equipment include well that's including my four-wheeler plus everything else i had stuck behind the train tracks because the train blocks it all the time but anyway so i go back finally the next day i go to run my traps um, go run my traps nothing's in the nothing's in the coyote set i set Nothing's in the dog proof, and I'm like, huh, this ain't good. Go down. The cable rest—oh, sorry. Flashback a little bit. The first night, I got permission to trap another adjacent piece of property. That's where this part comes in. So I go down, check my cable restraint, and cable restraint's down, pulled tight. Not quite as tight as I—it's pulled tight. Loop small, no animal in it. My best thought is that it was a deer or a pig. There's both in the area. So, either that or I missed an otter. But as small as the loop was cinched, I would have had to caught an otter's tail for it to get off. That's the only, like, so, as I'm back there, I set a another or yeah so the real good otter sign that i found on the adjacent property i set a cable restraint there go back i think we had some weather move in i don't know it's kind of all of a blur when you trap this much um had some weather some little bit of rain and stuff and i was like well that dog proof i'm gonna have to reset in the morning Well, at this point, the train has moved, so I drive my four-wheeler out from behind it. Well, I can either walk down the street and get on my four-wheeler, or I can... (coughs) Excuse me. Or I can drive down the street and get on my four... Or drive my four-wheeler down the street and walk down to check my traps is what wound up happening. Because then the train was blocking it. So, go... Coyote trap still, and what's really cool about where I'm I'm trapping at is before I get to the trap, I can see if something's in the trap just by the the catch circle that it'll make. But none of the grass is disturbed. I'm like, all right, so obviously nothing's there. Um, walk down the tracks. I mean, that down towards the second set of tracks. Well, once I get to the coyote set, I see the raccoon set, and I see a catch circle. I caught a young male. And you may be wondering how I know it's a male. I saved the backdom out of them. Um And that was the only catch that day. Uh, Otter obviously didn't catch anything. Um, which, still learning on cable restraining. So uh, Learned a few more tricks this week, actually, from Facebook. One of the groups I'm on. Well, we go back... The rest of the week, uh, I had a pull out where... So, my dog proof... Or, not my dog proof, I'm sorry. My canine set was pulled up. The chain was st- stretched tight. And it was laying right there on the ground. No catch circle, no nothing. For newer trappers, what that indicates is most... Oh, I'm Sorry. Most likely a deer, or I believe a pig can do it too. But definitely, I know deer, they'll get there. When the trap closes on them, the tra- the trap doesn't hold them in such a manner that it can actually hold on to them, and they pull right out of the trap. So I reset that trap, go back, hang out at Matt's for a little bit. It's raining. It's nasty. Well... While we're sitting there, I see a, uh, Mr. Green Jeans come down the road, and I'm like, huh, he's slowing down. He's gonna turn on this street. So he turns on the street. He drives all the way to the tracks. There's a train blocking the tracks. He pulls up on the track, sits there for a minute, then a unit. You know, I go back to what I was doing. I was, I think I was sorting cable restraints or something or putting uh, swivels on the end of something. I don't remember. I was doing something. I was tinkering with something. When I go back there, I'm like, he's never come back up the street. And the area I'm trapping is my buddy Matt owns one side of the property and is father in law's property is adjacent to it, but it's a bunch it's a family that owns it. It's an it's a a state basically that owns it. So it's you know seven or I don't know five, six, seven, eight something different people that own that part that property. So I'm like, I wonder if it's about me. Cause now that I start now the wheels are turning in my head. I had that trap pulled up. I wonder if somebody called on me. I wonder if their dog got caught in it. You know, all, all these things start going through my mind. So what do I do? I'm like, you know what? They haven't come back. Let me go see. So I drive down. I'm like, oh yeah. I see them. They're not all the way to the other set of tracks. But I can't really tell exactly where they are. And I'm like, oh, they're halfway, they're about, they're about where mine are. Well, so I drive over and they're out looking at something and and I'm like, hey man, um, uh, I don't know if it was called on me or whatnot, I'm just letting y'all know I got an active trap line back here, I've been coming back here every day, so I don't know if a family member called on me to come and see me go back there or whatever. And he's like, oh no, 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 somebody called about all the shotgun shells on the ground. I mean, and when I say they had shot, they had probably three, four boxes of shotgun shells, at least, on the ground. And we shoot back here all the time. The difference is, is when we shoot, we pick up our shotgun shells. We won't pick up the clays, because the clays are biodegradable. But, you know, I'm not going to say we don't do it. But if we shoot, let's say, bottles. You know, everybody's got Coke bottles in their truck at some point, or water bottles, or something like that. If we shoot them, we pick them all up. Um, And these people shot a laptop I saw pieces of, had, like I said, probably 60 to 80 shotgun shell casings all over the ground, and somebody had called about that. So look, if you're going to be on somebody's property doing something, pick up after yourself you know why why should you go back there and then have all of the you know and that's actually what bothered the property owner more than anything it wasn't that somebody was back there shooting which i'm not saying that it's all property owners but the property owner i spoke to his problem wasn't that people were back there shooting it was the trash that they left while back there shooting so just think about that. Be respectful. Be kind. Nobody wants to pick up after you. So, well, that goes without saying. Talk to the game warden for a little bit. You know, just BS. Went to high school with the guy, actually. Pretty nice guy. But then, so didn't catch anything else the rest of the week. Pulled my traps. Um, I'm going to plan on setting them again Tomorrow. Because I can run them for four days, five days, something like that. Um, if I can convince somebody to go check them with a trapper's license, I may try to leave them longer than that. But that's a big if. And now, what we're doing is we're gonna go hood, or so. That was Thanksgiving week. Well, Vinny had texted me and was like, "Hey, man." And you already know where this story's going if you follow the Instagram. And if you don't, go check us out on B Side Outdoors. Um, so Vin- Vinny's like, Hey man, uh, do you want to come fishing on Sunday? And I was like, uh, Man, I really I, I I don't know, you know, I got stuff going on. Well, I happened to be over, I saw Vinny, I was like, Hey man, you still going fishing today? And he had just got back from church. He's like, "Yeah, I'm going." I was like, "I need to borrow a fishing pole, but I'll go." You know, because who wants to go fishing by themselves? It's always more fun. Trust me. And it's a hoot whenever me and Vinny go together. Um, that's probably some of, my... so some of my favorite times have been fishing with some of my friends. You know, if you see the videos of me, Chris, and Josh chasing speckled trout in Barataria Bay. So, that is one of my top ten favorite fishing trips over since I started this channel. Um, and the other top ten ones are, you know, when me and Vinny went tag redfish Labor Day weekend. Um, the trip that happened on Sunday is probably one. In not, it's not my favorite because my my favorite one is i don't remember the title of the video but it's the one where it's a bunch of people sitting in behind a fire truck and everybody's like oh it's because you took first place speckle trout division." <laughs> uh that's not why um that that is just my favorite because i got to fish with um my grandpa who has taught me a ton and it's funny now that as I'm maturing and I'm getting older and learning how to do certain things, I'm adding to him and I'm like, hey, man, you ought to try this bait this way rigged and fish it like this. And they're all like, oh, yeah, whatever, you know. And so it's it's getting to the point that he's learning from me and my uncles, you know, the man that taught all of us how to fish. Um, but I was able to fish with my grandpa, and two of my uncle, or well, three of my uncles, and that was that was by far my favorite ever, my favorite fishing trip since I started. Um, but anyway, back to Sunday's trip. Vinny is gonna have a video on this because I made the video. That's all I'm saying. I made his video for him. But so <laughs> so we pull up. Vinny, hurry up, it uh films and intro. So he had went and went fishing earlier in the week and caught a few redfish around and was like hey man uh so we're going back Sunday, you know, and waters conditions are a little bit different, but here's how we're going. Well what's really cool about Lafitte and the the pen, I'm gonna the pin that depending on where you are in the pen is ha- what the salinity is. And for guys that bass fish or redfish, they can commingle. I guess that's commingle. Yeah, they can hang out together, I guess. Um, and they have a lot of the similar, when you get to marsh bass, marsh bass act very similar from what I'm learning to a redfish. You know, redfish like the same areas that bass like, and vice versa. Well, so, we go in, one of the inlets, the tide is running hard through this inlet, and I mean, like, when I say hard, you can see the water making eddies behind the rocks, and we're like, oh, this is great, you know. Well, we're on the up current side of it, and there's a couple little pockets, or there's a pocket, Behind the rock wall, and Vinny's filming his intro or whatever. Well, I'm like, Hey man, what you mind what I use? Whatever. And he's like, No, nah. I was like, I'm gonna use a chatterbait. I've never caught a fish on a chatterbait, so he's filming his intro and he's like, All right, I'm gonna tie this on, blah blah blah. And I throw it, throw it, throw it, throw it. And the whole time he's recording and tied on, I'm throwing, and then all of a sudden, you know, it nails it. So I uh, I land about an 18 inch redfish and what was funny is I sent it to a couple of people I know and one of my friends the first thing they send me back is that's an illegal redfish and I'm like uh uh our slots oh Louisiana slot redfish is a 16 to 27 don't come at me with that Texas bullshit 20 to 28 inch you know or whatever it is I'm not 100% sure but and me and Vinny have come to the conclusions that we're not going to keep a bull red anyway. So our slot is 16 to 27. Um, so we go and go fish around some after that one. And as we fish around, we kind of fish a couple of pockets and all, nothing much. So finally we look at it, we go down this canal, and I'll probably screw these up because I don't remember exactly which order it was, but I think this is the order I remember it in. So I threw it, bringing the chatterbait across the um, across the canal, I had a redfish swipe at it close to the boat. And I I just, I didn't connect. It was one of them things where you're just like, uh. And then by the time you set the hook, it's flying out the water because, you know, it just didn't hit my, it didn't dawn on me fast enough to set the hook. So then we go fishing a little bit more. And next thing I know, I'm high. I'm pulling it and I see the bait coming through the water. And I watched his bass come out and just nail it. And I'm like, whoa. That that was like, and I don't know if Vinny has it on the video, but I was like, that was, at first I said the coolest experience of my life. Then I realized that was a lie because the birth of my daughter was the coolest experience of my life. Um, that was probably, that was in the top five. To watch that fish come up and just swallow it. It was just like mine. So then we move on further down the canal. And (laughs) this is where it gets funny. So everybody always says hook sets are free. And there's so much debris and grass in the water that I'm yet yeah, Any time there's something, there's a bump now, I am yanking it. I'm slinging ch- a chatterbait at 80 miles an hour across the boat between me and Vinny. At Vinny, you know, at me, it's like I'm just so. We get down and there's a tree kind of laying, up into the canal that we're on, and I'm like, I cast at the tree, and. Wham! I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> another redfish, you know, and, I, and I'm like, man, this, he's not pulling any drag, so I've tried to adjust the reel, and if I get to where he's kind of pulling drag, get him to the boat, land him, another like 20, 25 inch, 20 uh, something inch redfish, like another one in the box, another one in the box, you know, so <laughs> we come out. And, um, so we're using the wind to push us. And what's weird is the current's going one way, the wind's blowing the other. But the wind's overcoming the current with us in the boat. So basically what Vinny's doing is using the trolling motor just to kind of make sure we don't run into anything. So, we're going, doing all of that. Vinny, I don't even think Vinny took it off a of spotlight. I cast behind the tree. Wham, another <laughs> another one right behind that tree. And uh you'll hear it in Vinny's video. He was not having it. Um <laughs> uh, he joked about making me swim home. And of course, if y'all don't know, there's a plenty of videos I have that Vinny has made that I got skunked. You know my videos where I got skunked, but I had enough footage of any catching fish that uh I was able to make a video and vice versa well it was never vice versa it was just one way there well this time like I was joking I'm like I quit fishing, I'm done you know because <laughs> i I'm, I'm up four fish um but yeah so we ran around. Or we finished that canal pretty much as far as we could go into another little inlet or out of the canal where a, a cut came through it and then back around the backside and all and it just, we weren't having it really. Um, we didn't catch anything else so found some birds, uh, some pelicans diving which was just which absolutely awesome. To watch them because they just kind of cruise around and all of a sudden they do. They look like they look like somebody shot them. You know when you fold a duck or something and they're like, and then they, water goes everywhere and they're just gulping down whatever. Um, so we did that. Had some pelican. The pelicans diving. Couldn't pick up a fish. Uh, Of course we didn't have any popping corks because I didn't ring anything because I wasn't expecting to go fishing and Vinny forgot his bag, so we had to do what we had to do, luckily Vinny's semi stock stocked in his boat, and between that and his poles, you know, we were pretty good, uh, so, that was my week in a recap, I don't know how long this recording is, it's Probably, if I'd have to say, getting close to 30 minutes. So, if you have any questions or anything you want to hear, let us know. Uh, We do have a guest next week. We will have a guest next week. So, make sure y'all stay tuned for that. Um, I'm excited about this guest. Um, It's something that... Might not be everybody's cup of tea, but I think it'll definitely do, or it definitely needs to be talked about, because I don't know of any other outdoor podcast that touches on this subject. Um, like I said, make sure you tag us on Instagram, Facebook, anywhere that you have your social media. As we are, you can find us all over it. Tag us on them; you'll be featured. Um, If you want to be a guest on the podcast, let me know. Reach out to me. Um, Always looking for new guests. Always. Um, If you run hog dogs, please reach out to me. So a little bit of foreshadowing here. I am trying to get a three, two, five part series on the utilization of dogs as a tool. I have reached out to... Well, I need to reach out to another guest. But I have reached out to... One guest that I know runs deer dogs. I have another guest that does tracking dogs. I... Hopefully... Hopefully... Be able to talk to somebody. Well, I'm going to get him on anyway. Whether he wants to come to or not. He just doesn't know it. So... um I'm going to start, I'm actually going to try to get Big Chris on in a few episodes to recap his deer season. because <laughs> you'll, you'll love the name of that one, but that's just things in the future. If you liked it, share it with a friend. If you don't like the podcast, share it with an enemy. Either way, you know. So whoever shared this with you is either a friend or an enemy. It's your turn to find out. So, why don't y'all go ahead and send us some DMs whether the person that shared this podcast with you is a friend or an enemy? So, let's see. Let's see what y'all say. Anything y'all want to hear? Let me know. Any future episodes y'all want? um, We're open to them. Make sure you thank a veteran, they allow us to do what we can do. Thank a first responder. Because, why not? They're badass. Um, And I hope to catch you on the B-side of the outdoors.